welcome to the Sacred Springs podcast, a podcast where we explore the wisdom of earth, spirit, and the wisdom within. I'm your host, Melissa Grace. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome. Tonight, I'm recording this podcast, sitting next to a fire. It's snowing outside. And how befitting, as this episode is all about the winter solstice. So, yeah, this whole episode, as being a little earth child that I am, and that, to me, cycles of earth, of life, are so important to explore, I thought, Exploring the solstice, what it means, what it means to me, and how it's significant for your life, as well as throwing a little bit of the new moon in Capricorn in here. So 2022 is coming to an end, and so we're having the solstice and this new moon in Capricorn, as well as the sun is moving into Capricorn. I really think that Exploring the energies that are present in our cosmos can really help us access these energies within ourselves and kind of maximize our ability to flow with what is. So with solstices, equinoxes, which solstices are the, the summer and fall, um, summer and winter solstice. So summer is the longest day of the year. Winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. That's here in the Northern Hemisphere. It is swapped um, in the Southern Hemisphere. And the equinoxes are the midway between points. So fall and um, spring when the days and nights are equal. So these are these mark, uh, these like, um, solar and earth significance, right? They're not just arbitrary. And when we lived more off the land, these were really important points, right? So when the sun was, when the sun was at its weakest point, which would be the winter solstice, there was a lot of things happening internally. So if you think about winter, what is happening in the winter? The leaves fall, animals hibernate, or their activity dwindles. Um, there's this propensity to draw in. There's this need for stillness. I know some storms don't feel very still, but there are some storms where you can see snowflakes drifting down and that stillness, that slowness, I think represents this time of year so well. Bringing back ritual and ceremony into our lives is so important. This can connect us with ourselves and the world around us in a really meaningful way. Rituals don't have to be so woo-woo-y that we're like, oh, wow, like, what does this even mean? This really has no practical significance, right? Because for me, being the earthy person that I am, I have a 
a very... Mm, it's important for me that things be practical. It's important for me that the things that I spend my time on are practical and have an application to them. So this is the same way with ceremonies. We can celebrate the winter solstice. We can celebrate this with ceremony of our own making. We can use inspiration from the world around us, nature, and we can use inspiration from people's past and people's present. So we'll come back to ceremony in a bit, but I wanted to just explore more what it means to be in the winter time and um, so the, after the winter solstice, the sun starts to come back. We gain that fire, right? But this time in the fall, basically since June, the sun has been getting colder or less and less. Things have been getting colder, um, less and less daylight, right? So it's really that this journey like back inside during summertime, Life is bursting full. The light is bright and long. So we have, our attention is very much pulled outward. And the winter fall time really is this time for deep restoration. When there's not as much light, our attention kind of draws inward. We get a different perspective in the shadow, in the dark, there's some different perspective to be seen, felt. And that's also another thing like this shadow, this more darkness, the the days that have more darkness, they give us the ability to feel on a deeper level because we're not seeing so clearly. We really have to feel it out. So not only is it this like spiritual part, but our actually our bodies are made to heal in the winter time. We have a programming system that allows us to, sh- to clear debris, to heal and mend the spaces and places that need them. And so that we can make a way, we can shed the old, we can heal what needs to be healed and make room for the new. We can make room for the next year. We can make room for deeper understanding, deeper intention. Winter is really a time of deep reflection if we choose it to be. You know, the world around us doesn't necessarily honor this. We are told to go, 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 right? Christmas time, go travel, go be, go do more. Like like holiday parties, late at night, drink, eat, be merry, which is wonderful. And I think it's a really revolutionary idea <laughs> coming back full circle because <laughs> it wasn't revolutionary. But now it is revolutionary to think, oh, wait, what if, winter time for me what if i embrace this slowing down what if i embrace this drawing in what if this drawing in has 
an intense reset, an intense way for me to connect with who I really am, to live greater and deeper. I really also have felt that wintertime has been, is a time to really draw more into gratitude, right? The world around us is still. There's less fruit, vegetables. We have a time to reflect of like, oh my God, the abundance that we're surrounded by. We can reflect on this. We can really use this opportunity to live life from a more deeply grateful perspective. So another um, aspect of this is finding the inner fire, not just looking outside of ourselves when it's bright and the days are long. It's so easy. Like you look outside of yourself and there's like just so much to do, but we really can begin to cultivate this inner fire, right? I love astrology. It's such a beautiful way to understand ourselves and understand the archetypal patterns happening. And in winter, um, one of the signs is Sagittarius, right? It's right before the winter solstice. And Sagittarius is all about that inner fire, that inner intuition, that inner wisdom. So astrology that I study, I think Vedic astrology is a little different, but I study and know Western astrology. And Western astrology is based on the seasons. And so Sagittarius does represent this like inner fire of wisdom, of clarity, of purpose. So that's no coincidence that astrologers from the past drew these threads and weave these things together like, oh wait, like there is this potent time in the winter time. It's a potent time for us. And part of reclaiming earth or our earth-centeredness. Part of reclaiming earth-centeredness is reclaiming this wisdom and living by these cycles, living by the cycles of earth. So each time in the earth cycles represent different ways for us to express ourselves and they offer these different so these different cycles offer different perspectives right in summertime it's very different than in wintertime the earth in winter is very different than the earth in summer and so our cycles and how we fit into those cycles is very similar embracing what each season and what each cycle has to offer and the energy of that will only great will only increase our connectedness with each other and with the earth. 
So, yes. So another aspect. So then I talked about the inner fire that was kind of related to Sagittarius, that wisdom, that intuition, that purpose, that vision, the greater vision. And then we come into that Capricorn season, which is coming up here. I think it starts the 21st or the 22nd. So the solstice is, I'm recording this a few days before the solstice and the solstice is on the 21st this year. And this Capricorn is like the 21st or 22nd. So it's the inner fire becoming concrete. So we're making real what our vision and purpose is. And winter really gives us this ability to become resolute in what we value. It gives us a time to reflect in a way that summer just doesn't, right? In in the days where we were more hunter-gatherers and even as like agrarian, our harvest happens in the summer or our plants grow in the summer. We harvest in the fall and in the winter we have a lot more time to reflect. So, yeah, um, we can use these energies, right? This Capricorn energy that's coming up, we can use the wisdom that we learned, the clarity, the insight that we learned about ourselves in this Sagittarius season. And we can learn and we can become resolute. Like, okay, these are the steps that I am going to take. I want to bring what's inside of me to light, to to fruition and I'm becoming resolute in that and I am going to take steps in order to make that more clear. So this, so I like the idea of the winter solstice being a celebration for the light. So we're like, you know, there's many that I've heard of, many native indigenous people um, practices, ceremonies, rituals that celebrate like, oh, things coming home. Like we celebrate the things blooming. We celebrate the rain coming because it's truly a gift and it may not come. So this idea that like the sun is the darkest and we can create ritual and ceremony around the sun coming back to us and the great gift of that and the journey of the sun becoming brighter and more um, and with us present more every day. And I think that that's a beautiful way to celebrate the solstice. And my family and I, I haven't quite laid out the ceremony. Maybe I'll let you guys know how that goes, but we're definitely going to be doing a ceremony, um, beckoning the sun. I'm betting we're going to be doing it with fire and song. I love fire. So our wood burning stove here in this Northern climate has been incredible. Um, I'm so grateful for the wood. So I'm guessing we're going to do, um, a ceremony with candles and the fire and, um, an offering, an offering to the sun, to the earth and just sending our gratitude. Maybe they'll be dancing and singing. Um, yeah, so my niece, who is 14, she's <laughs> she's new to all of this. And I do make her say, like, 
we always think our, you know, say grace for the food. We pray, you know, gratitude to the plants and the animals. And I, I, her friends were over this weekend and I still made her say grace for the food, especially when her friends were here. And she just says like, thank you. She refused to do it in the beginning, but now she's like, okay, thank you for the food, (laughs) which to me, perfect. So we're also breaking her into these rituals as well. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to hear like, what ideas do you guys have for rituals? What speaks to you? You know, how can you celebrate the, the winter solstice in your life and with your family and loved ones? And maybe your family and loved ones aren't open to it as much. Maybe you're going to be like, hey, look, this is why, you know, I want to celebrate the winter solstice on, you know, you can do it on Christmas even. This is what I want to do. I want to do a five-minute little ritual of lighting the candle. And we're just sending gratitude for the sun and welcoming it back as the days get longer. Maybe a good idea. Who knows? You could might uh, be able to help people expand their minds a little bit and expand what it means to believe and have faith and yeah so that's a little invitation of mine so I think that in order for us to really understand what our creation means and to design a life and to um to really live with our design as humans as earthlings that we need to learn that drawing in is a completely healthy and natural part of being human. It's essential, actually. We were created to renew in the wintertime. This deep renewal is essential and it's part of our design. And these cyclical living patterns of of nature and we being a part of nature... That means that in order to create these lives that we love, in order to create our visions and bring them to life, that we need times of renewal. We need to draw in. It's a part of our design. It's a part of cyclical living. We, in order for us to deeper understand and relate with the earth like This is necessary to draw in. And I know for many of us, this is so difficult to draw in. We have been taught to go. And drawing in is kind of, if it's not just an afterthought, then it's it's negatively looked down on to slow down and draw in. And this is where I like love a lot of the work that I do in my coaching is that it's about first and foremost learning how to slow down and rest and draw in because in order to to live to our highest potential live to our highest good live in harmony with earth we have to embrace this drawing and this slowing down and i know you all know that you would benefit from this and you know so many people who you just look at them and you're like oh my god you need a chill pill And those people would benefit so much from these periods of deep drawing in, deep renewal. I know I have. I 
consistently have to tell myself like, oh, it's winter. Like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. You're not going to be as productive. And, you know, because I'm still practicing this, I'm still coming back in contact with this. Um, but it is okay. It's okay to slow down and it's okay to take it take the slowing down process easy. You know, it's not going to happen overnight if you're used to going, 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 going and not slowing down in the winter, but just taking small steps to slow down and really attune yourself to what is going on in the world around you. And if you're listening to this in, you know, December, 2022, or even next year or the year after that, you know, chances are like, look around you if it's winter or fall, that's, that's the cue. That's your cue from earth. Earth is communicating with you. Earth is trying to have a relationship with you. Slow down, slow down, love. So, and this time of slowing down, we tend to our inner waters right? We tend to our inner self. I've said this, but I'll say it again. It's our time to heal. This winter, I've been doing, um, attempting to kind of balance and regulate my um, my need for these stimulating experiences, the quick hit of dopamine. So I've been doing that through, I haven't been drinking coffee. I first, I was like, no caffeine. And then I did start drinking hot cocoa. And then I haven't been drinking coffee. I haven't drank coffee in two months. And I'm now cutting out the hot cocoa as well. I want to do no caffeine. Um, I also have used pot in throughout my lifetime and used it for those like quick fix that, you know, that dopamine hit. And I have put that to rest as well. And um, yeah, and also like trying to really develop good habits with social media because that, again, gives you that quick dopamine fix and it's not sustainable. So, so dopamine is like that quick hit of feel-good hormones. We can get dopamine in good ways, but a lot of our world is a dopamine-based world. Um, in, this, in this world, that's like quick hit of like dopamine of feel-good hormones. You know, those quick fixes that really make us feel great in the moment or perceived to feel great. Um, in our society where everyone's so anxious and stimulated, dopamine can actually cause anxiety. So especially for us people who are really sensitive and overstimulated, a quick dopamine hit can actually um, make anxiety and irritation worse. So the kind of the slow burn the serotonin and oxytocin, which are more connection hormones. These are hormones that take a long time to build up. And um, 
they're a slower burn. And what that means is that we are not going to get this quick high from them. We're going to get over time, we're going to get these feel-good hormones. We're going to get those feelings of connection. We're going to get a, uh, feelings of a job well done and satisfaction. And I really think that if by embracing winter and by embracing the slowing down and not allowing ourselves to be so stimulated that we really can help to reset and um, come into resonance in a deeper, deeper way with this, our design, our hormonal systems, our feel-good systems. It can be a reset for us. And so I just thought that was super interesting as I've been um, studying caffeine's effect on the body just because I had this really... I decided to hibernate this winter. This was like my winter fall intention. Excuse me. I have always, you know, been a nurse. So I've been the winter times as a nurse are usually quite stressful. Even if they're not stressful in the hospital, we're away from our family. Being away from your family and being in the hospital on holiday, honestly, it's for me, it's a pretty big bummer. Um, it's a big bummer. And there's tons of candy. You know, I always, I have such a big family and I'm always like, oh, I need to go see them and I need to go see them. And like, I always get sick. I'm always feeling like pretty crappy around the holiday time and the winter time. So I decided I'm moving away this year. I moved up north and I'm going to rest and I'm going to hibernate. And giving up caffeine and the pot actually was all part of this. Part of this like really deeply hibernating. Like what does it mean to hibernate? And for me that meant, you know, really just reminding myself and making space for it and being trying to be compassionate with myself when I did want to take it slower. But it also meant no caffeine and no pot and... Um, yeah, so as I've studied more about this caffeine and what caffeine and these other things do to your body overall, I just have found it really interesting and found it really poignant that all of this activity, all of this, um, grabbing for external things has been my way of kind of running from some shit that needed to be worked through. So there's just stuff in me that has needed to be seen and witnessed and held and some coping mechanisms with things that are hard to deal with, like working in the hospital, pretty intense, you know? Um, and so I really witnessed that in myself and I'm Loving what I have seen without these substances um, over a longer term because I've gone without them before, but to have them actually to just be like, no, I'm really dedicated to this being open, open-minded, clear-minded, heart open, and seeing what comes of it. And I'm really, you know, there's it's not a magic cure. I still get irritated. I still feel this emotion. I still want a cup of coffee. Oh my God, I miss coffee. But 
I certainly feel this deeper connection with what's going on around me, with what's present. And for me, that's like the earth and these cycles right now. This is winter. Like, oh, I'm in winter. Like, slow down. It's go to bed. (laughs) Go to bed earlier. It's dark. So this time, we can be intentional with it in so many ways. This year, mine was hibernating and giving up substances. Yours can look so different than mine um, because we're all so different and all struggling with the different but similar things. You know, it's it's both um, similar and different, but the the way that it's going to go down is going to look different for each of us, each of our different situations. Um, but just remember that this is a time where you can deep dive into your own process. This is a time where you can be deeply immersed in just being. Winter is that opportunity. Earth is giving us this opportunity. The cycles, the cosmos are trying to speak with us and say, hey, it's time to just be. And yeah, I find that really beautiful. So some other things that I have come up for me around the winter and the winter solstice is resilience. And so in order to survive winter, one has to be quite resilient. Look at nature. It's kind of scarce with food. It's really cold. And there's not much going on, right? The storms can really kick our butts. And although much of us live pretty sheltered from a lot of these things, we have grocery stores, we have um, climate control, fireplaces, all of that, we can, we can have the resilience factor as an intention. So for me, that looks like trying to learn how I can... Um, expose myself to cold more? How can I help my body realize that it's winter by eating less? And um, what what would a what would winter look like for someone who is living off of the land? And I try and weave that into my life. So yeah, food scarcity, cold exposure, um, going to bed early, and just. You know, movement when the sun is out and just taking it easy when it's not. Limiting my exposure to screens after a certain time, after it's dark. Um, Limiting my exposure to lights. These are really my ways that I'm personally doing this. Something else that has come up for me is also resourcefulness. So when resources are scarce in a time like winter... um, we can really learn to cultivate resourcefulness and what that looks like in our own lives. Um, Resourcefulness often is like the quote, more eco-friendly option as well. True resourcefulness is using what we have and using all of what we have and not just going out to buy more, but but what, what can I do with what I have? I think that's a really great um, principle that winter can teach us. Remember, guys, the light's going to return. 
So this isn't a forever thing. We're not stuck in rest mode. We're not stuck in sitting mode. We are, we are renewing so we can blossom once again. And so that's kind of concludes my portion for the winter solstice. Really cool. And something that's really neat happening is, of course, I talked about the sun going into Capricorn. But then the new moon is happening on uh, December 23rd, which a new moon is the moon that is the darkest of the cycle, of the lunar cycle. And um, so this new moon actually happens to be in Capricorn as well as the sun. So I talked about Capricorn a little bit, but Capricorn is the sign after Sagittarius. So Sagittarius, that fire within, the light within, the intuition, the clarity, perspective, purpose. And then in the next sign, the next season, we have Capricorn, which is like, how do I make this more concrete? It's solid earth. Capricorn is solid earth. When we look at new moons, we look at new beginnings. So the new moon cycle is a time for us to evaluate our goals, evaluate what we are doing, what what we want to do for the next few cycle, a uh, few weeks. So, you know, in two about two weeks, there's the no, it's it's two weeks. I think the lunar cycle is like 28, 29 days. So about two weeks, we have the full moon, and at the full moon, we celebrate. It's a time of celebration. We're celebrating our goals. And then new moon, as we transition here, as the as we transition into Capricorn, we also have that new moon Capricorn that really allows us to say, how do I live my life in integrity with who I am really? What, who am I really? And how do I live my life in integrity? So it's like, how do I take, it's potent because it's how do I take this energy from winter, so a a months-long time of introspection, a months-long time of really coming into contact with who you are and your essence, how do you take this energy of the winter, from the winter, to come into deeper resonance with your essence? And then how do you come and create and make that solid? So that's what this new moon is asking us, right? That's what this time, it's not just this new moon. The new moon's timed perfectly. It's several octaves of what will you do with this energy? What will you do and how will you create it and make it solid? (laughs) That's what this is, several octaves. There's like a harmony of this, like, oh, And they're all singing together and they're saying, how will you make this solid? How will you create and make it real the integrity of who you are? (laughs) I love to sing. That was terrible though. (laughs) So this is really how do you pave your own path? Like the nitty gritty actually paving it, actually getting on there. How will you pave your own path in integrity with who you are? Yeah, so really love this time, love this energy. Wanted to just share a little bit at the end there about 
the new moon and how this Capricorn energy is really calling us to step up and live out our authentic self, our authentic vision, our essence, and really make it real and make that vision that is inside of us and make it real. And so, you know, tuning into the cycles of life, tuning into the reality around us, the reality of earth, the reality of the cosmos, we can really see this is a great time to make contact with our essence and bring and bring it to reality and make those plans and be patient and decide and make it real and solid. And so I guess I'm going to end this on this note. And I just want to ask you guys something really deep within. How can you honor the winter this year? How can you make deeper contact with your essence? And how can you make that essence a reality? All right, guys, much love. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found wisdom and love and joy in this and also learned something and had connection. Can't wait till next time and love you all. Mwah.